That's a cracking goal from Scholes. Yet another one from his locker of magnificent strikes. What a finish by Paul Scholes. Scholes! Oh, Paul Scholes has produced an absolute thunderbolt. What a hit from Paul Scholes. Scholes is there! Can you believe it? Paul Scholes has won it! with 15 seconds to go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Manchester United podcast. You join us as we are sat on the top of Hotel Football where one of the owners is downstairs having breakfast before coming to have a chat with us. And that man is Paul Scholes. Yes. Yeah, very Could kind of him. offered us a bit of breakfast. Though, I know, yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. had a bit of breakfast. We did originally book this for like 10.30 and he's downstairs. He changed it to 9.30. He changed it to 9.30 so he could have his breakfast. breakfast. You organised this one after a while of going, yeah, I'll get it, I'll sort it out. I didn't believe you knew him. I know. I don't, I've never had his number. I, I go through um, his mates. <laughs> <laughs> What's he like? He's a good lad. He's a great Are lad. Are we expecting, because he's known to be quiet, isn't mm-hmm. he? Are, you, are we expecting that from him, maybe, in the interview? or? I, I, I honestly hope he just is himself just normal outgoing I mean he comes across as a quiet lad but trust me he's not he's far from far 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 That's from a quiet lad That's what say about you too so we'll take your opinion oh, right. <laughs> I think this is one of the ones I'm most excited about I like I idolised Paul Scholes growing up as well as everybody else I think that was a Manchester United fan at that time it just epitomised everything that was great about the club during that incredible era and played with so many incredible players ah, yeah. yeah yeah and to be actually when you listen to other players talk about mm-hmm. best player played against. He's up there with the, with everybody. And other players uh, from other teams who've never played yeah. with him as well. Yeah. When you talk about Xavi, Iniesta, mm-hmm. Zidane, Figo, probably four of the best midfielders ever. Yeah, and they all they, and all they also he's the best player you played against. Played with Paul Scholes, yeah. England, Manchester. I guess we should stop delaying, shouldn't we? Is that your shirt to get signed? By the yes, way, I've got my shirt to get yeah, signed. Yeah, uh, Michael, uh, Michael Owen seven with skulls on. Yeah, it's a very rare Manchester United shirt that's Paul Skulls number seven on the back, due to a, I think a sales assistant that was on a wind up. But fair play, I think I've got the only one in the country, so I'm going to get it signed. <laughs> Love it. Lovely. So this is it. Paul Skulls is about to join us. Um, so please enjoy this one. I'm sure it will be excellent. Paul Skulls, welcome to United Podcast. Thank you. Uh, my first question is, we are on the roof of your hotel. <laughs> Why doesn't it have a proper roof? For, for summertime, obviously. Yeah, Barbecues and stuff like that. Game of football in the open air, yeah. Be quite lovely. A bit cold now, though. Freezing now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whose idea was this? Amazing, so, was it well, yours? Well, so, not mine. No. As soon as I walked in. <laughs> Baltic. <laughs> Never mind. <But> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get stuck in. How's your day been so far? All right, yeah. Um, yeah. Only been up a couple of hours actually. It's quite early, so yeah, it's been all right. But stuck in a bit of traffic getting here. But little bit of breakfast when you little come bit in. of breakfast. Yeah. Cool, yeah, I was hungry. Yeah, nice. Start to warm up. Would you recommend the breakfast at Hotel Football? Yes, definitely. Okay, everyone listening, omelet, you can get nice a nice omelet. breakfast here. Yeah? Have you not had any mates? You know? No, I'm sorry. We're waiting, but starving, mate, for you. <laughs> what does your normal day entail now? Do you get up, go to the gym? What do you do in the morning? <laughs> go to the gym. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do go to the gym actually. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it, but I do. Go to um, Maisie's gym. <laughs> Maisie goes to the cafe in the gym, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, take the kids, uh, take my youngest lad to school. The other two are obviously grown up and not at school anymore. Um, go to the gym and I'm waiting to go and pick him up. So obviously do a bit of work here and there with BT and the games, the Premier League games, the FA Cup games. So that's pretty much it. Do you still like to have that routine to your day because you've been so used to it for so long? Yeah. Um, it's weird. The tra- if I'm training, um, if I'm going to the gym, I'll in the morning. 
just you know because you're just used to that I suppose yeah. um, I don't know how you feel about that Maisie no, no. morning or <laughs> no. afternoon no. Maisie do you go to the gym I've actually never asked you that question no I'm just naturally fit to be fair <laughs> naturally you, know, you, are. you are yeah, yeah you are <laughs> underneath this shirt and jeans yeah. you know, there is a machine have you never gone since you finished playing did you never keep it going no uh, I, I did for a while but then no no my exercise now is just walking around the golf course well, do you know what? It. It's as good as any. It's not bad, yeah. 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 It's, fine. it's fine. You still playing a bit of golf? Yeah, yeah. Not in this weather, though. It's too cold. No. Summertime. Also, I wonder, your oldest daughter has just joined Manchester Thunder, right? Yeah, my only daughter. I've only got yeah. one daughter, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she's the oldest, then? Yeah, she's the oldest daughter. Yeah. She's the only one. Um, yep, she's she's a training partner. I think they have, like, ten in the squad for the year, and then they five training partners, so she's just been promoted to that, which is good. As a, as a former professional football a professional athlete what are you like as a as a dad like on the touchlines and stuff and uh, do, you, do you just sit back or do you get a bit vocal no i just sit back and watch a little let her go on with it um obviously there's some parents that like to have an opinion and stuff but no it's never been me whether it's watching aaron play football or unless you're a netball i'm always just very relaxed and just to give her advice maybe a little bit of training wise she can she's obsessed with training absolutely obsessed with it she's Fit. She's not like me. She she is she is a proper athlete, and I do try and tell her to you know calm down a little yeah. bit with the stuff she's doing, but wasting your time. So yeah. I'll just let her get on with it now. All right, should we get into your career? Can do if you want. Yeah. When did your love of football start? Um, it's difficult to say an age, isn't it? I suppose, but I'd have been very young going with my dad. My dad used to take me to football everywhere. I used to go and watch him play Sunday mornings, Saturday afternoons. Obviously, my dad was an Oldham fan, so I went watching Oldham quite a bit from being, I don't know, six or seven, I suppose, probably. And ever, ever since then, I've been obsessed with it. And was it always football? Because you also were quite good at cricket, weren't you? I was all right at cricket, yeah. I wasn't up to the level. I think Phil and Gary were very good. I think Phil especially could have gone on to play for England. Um, but no, I'd, I'd just play for fun, really, on a, on a Saturday afternoon, with again, with my dad. Um, dad and his mates used to play, so... Who did you play for? Higher Blakely. And Middleton, Middleton, of course, yeah, Middleton. I started probably 10, 11 years of age playing for Middleton. Um, got up to second team standard, which at 15, 16, I suppose. But then at 16, you have to, you know, you, I came in, you, you start your work, so you can't you can't really be doing both. Un- under what name? <laughs> <laughs> under what name was you? Archie Adzad. Archie Adzad, where's that come from? Absolutely. No <laughs> I, rem- I remember walking into Old Trafford and I used to call you Arch. I still call you Arch now. Yeah. And the gaffer pulling me to one side, he went, why do you keep calling him Archie? I said, do you not know? He said, he plays cricket for Middleton. You what? Plays <laughs> f***ing cricket for Middleton? <laughs> Scalzi! <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know where that name come from. It just... Archie Adzad. When I was a little Walter. kid, yeah, I think my dad used to call me Archie. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, my dad all my dad's mates. I, I don't really know Arch. why. So did you use use a fake name to play cricket so that nobody yeah. worked out you were doing both? Yeah, because obviously it was in the paper and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? You know, no what way, scores you got? Brexit's is made in 50. So how, <laughs> long, how long were you known as Archie for? Um, just till about, I think just till Sir Alex found out. Yeah, probably, yeah. I think my dad, my dad and his mates would still call me Archie, I think. No, my dad doesn't, but I'm sure if I went to the pub or... Yeah. Sorry, his mates. He'd all known me as Archie, yeah, which is Brilliant. weird. Yeah. <laughs> How did Sir Alex react when Maisie put you in it? He just told me to stop playing. Oh, okay. In a roundabout way. Yeah, roundabout <laughs> way. Yeah, a few swear words. Okay. <laughs> at, at what point during all this had you worked out how good you were at football? 
don't know. You'd never say you were good, would you? You'd never say. No, but you, there must be a point where you work out that you're playing at a higher level or that if you're playing in a game, you notice you can do things that no one else can or that maybe it's a bit easier or... I'd never say that. I, I know we... I know I played in good teams. Lucky enough from being you know, seven, eight years of age when you go to your junior school, we had we always had the best teams in, in whatever game we played. And it was like four or five, six players yeah. who... You know, some went on to clubs, some didn't. No, I, I don't think anybody else went actually to play professional, but there was players at Oldham from eight, nine years of age, players at United who who I who had grown up with all the time. So I was lucky enough to always be in a good team. And then I think there's a common in. denominator there, though, Paul. Well, I don't think it's the fact that the team was good, <laughs> probably yeah, because you were in the team. <laughs> no, honestly, no, it was. We we beating everyone. There's, you need more than one person in a team, but no, we always had. We always had good players, and I, I, as a kid, I probably didn't stand out that much you know, with these players because there were so many good players. Okay. When your journey at United started, how did that come about? Because we've spoken to lots of people on the podcast, and they've come from all corners of the globe, and about how they finally reached Manchester and Old Trafford, and for you, though, just in Salford. Well, so, well, I, I was born in Salford when I, I only lived there till I was about two years of age, I think, and then I was, I was Middleton. But... No, I, I think it was a school cup final um, that Brian Kidd came. I think him and Archie Knox at the time were presenting the trophies at the end of it and three, he asked three or four of us to come down for a trial and we, we ended up doing that. I was at Oldham at first from being 10-11 um, with Graham Allen said who was a bit of a nasty man. At, yeah. May as well probably yeah. home. He had a bit of a reputation, didn't yeah. he? He was a little bit scary and I didn't really enjoy it that much at Oldham. So, you know, when Brian Kidd asked if, if you want to go for a trial, of course we're going to go and I think there was a couple. Of, I think Nicky was there. Nicky was at Oldham for a bit as well. And I think Kiddo had a bit of trouble with Oldham, trying to get a few players away from him. So that was about age fourteen then. You yeah, yeah. I'd say thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and then we obviously going down to the cliff on a. I think it was a Thursday night, Monday and a Thursday night training with Brian Kidd and you know, the manager used to be there in the in the big gym at the cliff. That doesn't really happen now. I, I wouldn't have thought where the the first team manager is going down, and even the first team Archie Knox was the first team coach. He he was actually taking training all the time as well, which is probably unknown. But they had a, a I think they were determined to get the the youth part right, and they managed to do that. When did you first come across the other members of the class of '92? Then it would have been then, 13, 14 years of age. Yeah, with Gary and Phil was younger than me, um, two years younger, I think, but. He was always very mature for his age, Phil, and he, he, he will have joined in with us. Um, and that, that's where I met Nicky and a load of lads, really. Like I say, we, we, we were so lucky. Keith Gillespie come over every now and again and just lucky to be a part of, you know, with so many good players. And say I had that right through from being a kid for, at, at my junior school, going to my senior school and then your Sunday morning team, Sunday afternoon team, and then, then here with the youth team. You said when you were... Uh were playing with school and stuff you didn't feel like you stood out above anybody you didn't notice that you were better than everybody what about when you started training properly as you're talking about now with United with Nicky Butt with uh, I don't know the Nevilles and stuff did you feel like that was your level did you feel like it was it was a step up because presumably they were better players than the players you've been playing with uh, not something you think about I don't think is this a step up is, a, is this level too big for you I suppose I think you just you just go along with it and we, we knew we were we were a decent team because you know, when, when you're beating everybody week and uh, every week on a, on a Saturday morning, you knew you're good. But I, I, I developed a lot later than these players. These were like Nicky at 50 years of age. He was like a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was <laughs> he, he was he was just a, a tough lad, and you knew that these players were going to be 17, 18. They're going to be in the first team, and you know sometimes people develop at, at, at 
different times and at a slower level than I was probably one of them. So there was lots of interactions with the first team then when you were coming through at that age? Yeah, there will have been, yeah. And again, that probably doesn't happen as much now because of the the size of the cliff training ground you know, the yeah. first team in the next dressing room the reserves in one dressing room and, and the youth team the youth team another one so you, you saw everyone every, every day you know you was, you was a big part of you know, speaking to first team players if you needed a bit of advice it was, it was always there always available and you now you go and eat with them and, and you you try and gain as much experience as you can. Do you remember being? Do you remember? Sorry, being starstruck by anyone? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You watch it's, it's scary because these are people you're, you're supporting, you're watching. You know, unbelievable players. You know, you think of Brian Robson. He was your hero as a kid. Yeah. You know, and just, what about when you used to play with the A team coming back from injury and stuff? Yeah, that'd be. That was brilliant. Yeah, it was great experiences playing with, like Brian Robson yeah. played. And did you ever take anything off him? To put into your own game or anything similar to that? Well, like, I always wanted to be like Brian Robson. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That, um, you know, a midfield player who, who was scoring goals and making tackles, doing everything. And you know, obviously, it's, it's probably not possible. But yeah. you, you, you try and emulate. I always try to emulate people, and I try to copy people that I'm, I'm watching on the telly. When you're watching football, you know, if you see someone smash a ball, you, you go out and practice it. And that was something I always did. And yeah, just to have them people around, and I, I, I don't think there's that interaction between youth team reserve players and and first team players now, which I, I think is, could be a big benefit to them. How much of your game do you think was coached, or how much of it is just innate? Paul Scholes, this is how you see the game, so that's how you played it. Um, well, I, I played in many different positions. Really, believe it or not, when I was 16, I played with um, the Nobby Styles team, the B team, and I, I played left back. Which is yeah, exactly <laughs> it's what's really going weird on to there. Imagine now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you think what's going on there? But for how long? Um, a good while, I reckon. Could have been that full full first year. First year apprentice. First year apprentice. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I played a lot of bit of left back, and then you moved to centre forward, didn't you? Centre forward, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. I played some weird <laughs> positions. We will find everybody space seems to be a centre forward in these yeah. podcasts we've yeah. done. And they just keep getting pushed further back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as left back, I. Played left hand side midfield. I don't know what it's about the left hand side. <laughs> no left foot. Um, <laughs> and end up playing centre forward a lot. Yeah, or number ten on or number nine a lot as well. But obviously weren't big enough and, and quick enough to to carry that on. But Eric Eric Harrison always said to me, he said, "Look, I, I think you'd be a centre midfield player." And with time to come, and I wasn't really sure if, if I could have the energy or the fitness to do that because I wasn't the fittest of lads. And with yeah, asthma, as a kid, yeah, that's what yeah. I say. I had asthma and stuff, so energy wasn't. Like my biggest quality, so did you ever think that get in your way? No, I just no, it was just like a mild form of asthma. You know, people make a bit of a bit more of a deal of it than it actually was, really. It like was, an exercise induced asthma, that yeah, type of thing, exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly what it was. Yeah, and I used to have inhalers for it, so it wasn't, don't I mean, I wasn't no problem. There was no Keeling asthma over. attacks and yeah. getting an ambulance and that stuff. No, it was just very, very mild. How did the club and people outside of it treat you at this point in your life where you are a Manchester United prospect? you're reaching an age where there might be talk about the first team. Did you feel like there was any change in the way people saw you or talked to you? Did anybody, do you think, saw your career coming, the one that you had? I wouldn't have thought so, no. Well, I'm not, possibly Eric, maybe. Nobby Styles, uh, the, the coaches earlier, maybe. Um, but I was... So I, I was a late developer. I was behind quite a lot physically than than the lads who, who played here, like I say, Nicky. And, was that what no, I don't think no, I ever worried about that. Watching the it, lads no. in front of you. No. No. No, I don't think he ever did. Looking back, um, you just get on with it yourself, don't yeah. you? You just 
yeah. try and be as best as you can and hopefully you'll get your chance at some point I've I was later that, that was it I, I look at my kids and Alicia she's I just feel like she's the same she's going to be a late developer when she's 2021 then you'll see the best of her and that's what that's what happened to me when you made your debut did you know that was going to happen were you able to tell friends and family or was it a surprise no one surprise. I think we needed the day before. We had a practice match the day before at the um, Littleton Road then, the other training ground. And yeah, I was excited. Uh, Brian McClare was the, the one first team player that, that that was playing with us. So yeah, I think, uh, I'm not sure if my mum and dad went down. I can't remember, but yeah, you're usually allowed to tell people. So what were your memories from the game? Scored two goals. Um, <laughs> that was, it was brilliant, wasn't it? it was, I played that game. Was you, did yeah, you play that game? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Honestly? Yeah. Port Vale away. Port Vale away, yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd remind you. You were a lot young, though, weren't you? What are your memories? Him, scoring two. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking how one is. <laughs> no. How old was you then? 24. You must have just signed that season. Yeah. 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 So I, I always remember because that. Because there's just always. Just being chucky. Yeah. And the rest of us. No, there's um, probably Walsh as well, was there? Walsh in goal. Walsh playing goal, did it? I think so, yeah. But I, I, I remember, because it was like, Everybody complaining that yeah. the manager was playing an understrength team. Yeah, well, he was the first one to do it, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And then you look at what one of our closest neighbours and biggest rivals are going to do in the next round of the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. And you think, yeah. well, how, how things have changed. He started all that, though, didn't he? Gaffer started it, Gaffer yeah. started all that, yeah. 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 How have you known each other this long and you've not men- ever mentioned that you played in his debut? Well, it's 25 years ago. <laughs> Is it yeah, 25 years ago? Yeah, 25, 26 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what were your first few seasons like for the club? What are your memories? In and out, really. Um, again, playing a centre forward the first the first few years, I suppose. And as a not so much a big goal scorer, I was more of a number ten player, really. Um, and like I said, just being in and out of the team, it's is that difficult. I suppose it could be difficult at some clubs, but when when you're at this club, it's you just you know, wait for your yeah. You just it's part of the course, isn't yeah. it? There's so many. There's twenty odd brilliant players. You're competing against yeah. Andy Cole and you know brilliant centre forwards. So so look, it, it can be difficult if you if you make it difficult. But if you're very relaxed about it, then where you, does you, your relaxed attitude come from? Can I, don't I just know. ask? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a relaxed. I'm a relaxed <laughs> Are your parents that way? Relaxed. Um, that laid back attitude. Yeah, like. my dad is. Yeah, my mum's a bit more feisty, but yeah, no, my dad's a bit more relaxed. So when yeah. you were breaking through into the first team, were they just quite chilled out about it? Yeah. No never, pressure on you. Just no, no, not whatsoever. No, they never really, never really spoke to me about football or coming here. They didn't really come to many games. To be honest with you, mm. they weren't. If they could sit, sit in a pub and watch it, they'd, they'd rather do that <laughs> than come here. So getting tickets was easy enough. Talking about you being relaxed, were you ever nervous before a game of football? What was your yeah. head like? What did you think about? Do you know, I, I like being nervous before a game. If you're not nervous, then I think there's something wrong if you're going to be playing a, in front of a 70-odd thousand, or 50-odd thousand, whatever it was then. But we're all different, aren't we? Somebody around Giggsy and Nicky said they never got nervous one bit, whereas I always felt the night before, I'd be always thinking about the game, thinking about the game in the morning and who you're playing against and what, and what you want to do in the game. And was that worse for bigger games? Just the same, really. I, I think... Because every game, you know, you get told here, everybody wants to beat you. It's, it's, you know, this game is the, is the cup final for everyone. So yeah. you've got to be ready for every game. Obviously, it doesn't work out every game, but mentally you have to be right for it. Was it worse if, with that mindset, we're feeling a bit nervous and sort of, I suppose, that makes you use a bit of energy? 
was that worse for like Champions League games where you're playing much later in the day? Did you find yourself having to try and waste some time to get to the match? Yeah, I found it a difficult um, night game, any night game, whether it's Champions League game, whether it's a league game, cup game, whatever it may be. I didn't really sleep in the afternoons. I might have five or ten minutes or something. It's, it's such a long day, it's boring, isn't it? It opens a bit of racing on TV or something, or just something to get you through. <laughs> a, bit, a bit of countdown. C-Facts, remember C-Facts, yeah. Uh, but wait for countdown at four o'clock to come on it. It's a long day, whereas some some players, you, you know, you're waking them up at quarter to five for the pre-match meal. It was just, I just couldn't sleep. I was just... Were excited you, about a game. Where were you, Maisie? Did you I'd have a sleep, yeah. Place? I'd have Pally though, so there'd be no banter in our room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. had no choice but to sleep? Huh? You had no choice I'd, I'd, to I'd want to go to sleep. Yeah. I actually yeah. pretended to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your roommate in the early days? Nicky. What was he like? <laughs> you know Nicky, don't you? Lively Nicky. Um... Did your personalities complement each other, rooming together? Yeah, we're fine. We're good with each other. He liked to lie in. Though I, I'm up at like six in the morning, half six in the morning, and he's so I'm sat there waiting for him to get up, throwing stuff out. Like, oh, no, nothing worse, yeah. is there? Yeah, and you know, he didn't, didn't like any any type of light in the room at night time. You know, so if, even if the red buttons on, on the yeah, he'd, he'd be covering it up oh. and stuff. Is He's a bit a bit weird like that, but no, it's funny, funny lad, great lad. Brilliant. May as well tell you. So Mark Hughes left, Cantona was suspended, and that's when you started to really establish your position and play more in the team. Yeah, I think so. Um, glad you're telling me. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, it was that year when it Mark Hughes left. Was it, did they all leave the same year? Konchelskis, Paulins as well. Yeah. Was that the three of them? Yeah. And that's obviously when. You win nothing with kids at the, the Villa game, the first one, which was a disaster. We got it was 3 1, wasn't it? 3 1, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got a mid. Did you play that game? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we got battered in that. You just wonder from then on, well, what's it really going to be like? But the manager put faith in us, and he? he got rid of three amazing players there to, because he thought he thought at the time um, that he had a, a, a team of kids coming through that were capable. What did he say to you after that Villa game? I can't remember. I have no idea. Um, he wouldn't have been happy, would he, obviously? <laughs> um, I'm sure there'd been a few choice words I would have thought. Exactly what he said. I don't know. Look, we were all disappointed at the time. Maybe he was disappointed and wondered what he'd done, really, um, at that point. But I think, did we come in? I think we, we had up had West Ham or Bolton in the in the midweek and ended up beating them and then they went on a bit of a run. Were you aware of the you'll never win nothing with kids after that happened on Match of the Day? No, I spoke about this today. I don't think we was aware of it then. It was more towards the end of the season. Did we win? The yeah, league? he did win the league, yeah. Yeah, I think it was towards the end of that season then. That's when that comment came about when he kept bringing that up and we had a chance to win the league. So it wasn't right at the start. I don't think we took much notice at the start of it. Did you ever feel that because you'd all come through as a group and it's such a unique situation, that if you did lose games you didn't feel as the pressure as much because you were all in it together, if you know what I mean? No, I, I still think the pressure was out. I think whatever, whatever team you play in, whatever team you play in, whether you play with your mates or not, if you, if you lose a game, it's a big story. It's massive. It's, yeah. um, you, you have to bounce back straight away because then if you go on to lose two, three games, it's all of a sudden it's the biggest disaster what, what's happened. So, yeah, you st- you're still disappointed. You're still dif- you, you are it's weird losing a game it's just I don't know it's like other clubs I don't know because mm. probably a lot of clubs are, are used to it but you lose a game you know you go in the training ground the day after it's it's like it's like that a funeral or something everybody's so down and depressed a lot of time and when I was at Blackburn and also Burnley after as you say scores you've ever ever known about winning some of the lads they're not asked yeah it's just run of the mill isn't it yeah, yeah they're just like yeah. oh 
What did you do? Like, yeah. well, I didn't really do much, to be fair. All right. And they'd have the night planned out and everything ready to go on a night out and they've just lost a game. And it was all right at Blackburn because that was the norm. But then I come to United, which certainly wasn't the norm. And then I left to go to Burnley and then it's back to the norm of... Mm. But once you've been here... Yeah, you can't you can you, you find that You must have realised the difference, though, mustn't oh, if, if you lose a game. Oh, Chaddy on the back of the bus, absolutely steaming. <laughs> Eight <laughs> bottles of Wicked. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it was the mentality of, uh, and it was all, I mean, Burnley, I don't know, but maybe it was more about them just being a survival club, yeah. wanting to stay in the first division or, yeah, championship. Just want to get to like 40 well, when points. You yeah, there, you when you was there, you had to win, didn't you? Yeah. You just had to win. Yeah. It's not always going to happen. And sometimes you have, there's times in seasons where you, you don't yeah. win for two or three games and it's an absolute crisis, it's a disaster. But that's pressure of being a big, big club, I suppose. What was Maisie like to you whenever? Brilliant. First come in the scene. No, he was brilliant. Hey. He was, he was really I good. He was good with the young lads, actually, Maisie. You know, young players come to the first team, he always looks after her. He used to pick me up, didn't you, Maisie? Yeah. He used to bring me in, your rover. Yeah. Wow, that car was nice. Which one was it? The blue one. Blue one, well, you yeah. You had a few rovers, did you? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 220 turbo, this one was. That was a turbo, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, because yeah, we lived in a, virtually the same area, didn't we? Yeah. So. I'd always have to drive. All he's told us about his days in training when we've sat down with people is that as soon as young lads came in, he kicked them. He kicked anyone. Yeah. Young lads, old lads. It didn't matter. Well, you weren't too bad yourself, like. Well, yeah, but not as bad as you. You would just boot them, wouldn't you, if they ran past you? I weren't that bad. You obviously have a, a reputation for reckless tackles. <laughs> were they reckless tackles or were they just accurate, perfectly timed tackles where you weren't interested in the ball? mistimed as Maisie said um, a little bit slow I told you I, I weren't quick was yeah. it um, somewhere if uh, if someone had got me I'd try and get him back yeah of course we would, but we all did that didn't yeah. we I'm not too sure that happens now but yeah did it, did it I've still got you? a couple of people I've got to get yet as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not sure how I'm going to do it wait for some Masters games Legends games <laughs> yeah that's what I'm waiting for who's yeah. on the list no I can't say that <laughs> Got to ask. Um, no, because they'll be ready, won't they? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Speaking no, of coming. kicking, we're hoping to speak to Camptona uh, tomorrow. Oh, brilliant. Um, when he was suspended, was he around the club much and giving you advice or what was he like to be around? Um, I don't think he was for a while, was he? He must have been he, given he quite a bit France, of time off. He? Yeah. Yeah. Never really spoke that much, did he? So, as far as advice goes, no, I don't think so. But he was more of an example on the training pitch. He was the one... He was very professional wasn't yeah. he? when he when he first came and he was always first out on the training pitch. He used to go in the gym that not many people used to do and he was always the last one out practising. So more on a professional side rather than words to words advice. Mm -hmm. Who who was the one that would be in the team that would give you advice? Or did you ever go to anyone for no. that? No. No. He used to get my advice off Maisie in the car in the morning. Nothing, sure nothing, like about football, <laughs> yeah. nothing about football, I was going to say. Nothing about football, no. The girl he'd met on a Saturday night or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Macy joining? Because apparently he was absolutely silent for his first year. Macy silent? Yeah. That's what everybody what says. Told us. Yeah, yeah. He might have been because there was. Yeah, there was some, some big stars in the team, weren't they? So. I was starstruck. Yeah. Absolutely. I've said, it, I've said it time and time again. Walked through that dressing room and United had just won the double, won the league, won the FA Cup. And I'm walking in there thinking, wow. Who was in there? Was Brian Robson still there then? Yeah. Robbo had left just that year. Just left. Yeah. Bruce. Um, Brucey Pally. Big Pete, Eric, Incy, Sparky. You think of the characters there, though. Parks, yeah. You can't really come in short on your mouth off, can you? No. God, no. I think it was a Christmas do that brought the ice. 
few beers. Is that when you started <laughs> talking? A few beers. That's when it was like, Jesus. Is this, was <laughs> this a Wes? No, no, Wes was later on. Wes was about. He 19. told us that was your fault. What was? Uh, the incident with Wes and Maisie at a Christmas party. That was nothing to do with me. You throwing ice. I did. <laughs> you have to swear on me, yeah. 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 That is That's complete It's nothing to do with me. Scalzi, you're the fing instigator. How can I? You're the instigator of everything. You Maybe start. That's... You start off just a little lob of ice, and then next minute, it's like there's <laughs> bottles whizzing over everyone's heads. <laughs> next minute, well, a, bit, a bit of a bit of ice or a bottle. Yeah, yeah. You threw the bottle, didn't you? It's quite a leap between the two, isn't it? Yeah, there? yeah, just a bit. Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I think he's making it up. I don't remember that anyway. What time is <laughs> it? Was it late? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to us about moving yeah. from being a forward to midfield and establishing your position there. Then. Yep. So. Played a lot of centre forward, number ten, I suppose as well. Um, just wasn't quick enough, wasn't strong enough, wasn't wasn't tall enough. Bit of everything. I, I had an eye for goal, and as a kid, going through all the youth teams, I, I just scored goals all the time. I love scoring goals. And obviously, Eric had it, uh, Mark, that I'd be a, a midfield player for quite some time. I never thought, like I said before, that I, I really would have the energy to do that. But did you want to? Are you, are you, were you apprehensive? Yeah. yeah. No, I, you'd play anywhere, wouldn't you? And I think it's looking back, it's probably the best thing that happened because. I think having been brought up as a centre forward as well and scoring goals all the time, that obviously helps going back into midfield. That I still, I still wanted to score goals. I still wanted to get forward as much as I can. Sometimes whoever I was playing with weren't too happy with that, but you just have to do that. And I, I wasn't positionally, I wasn't great for like a defensive midfielder. I wasn't, I didn't like people behind me and you know trying to pick people up. But I always had people next to me who were brilliant at that. Nicky Bourne and Roy Key, Michael Carrick was. Yeah. Unbelievable! Just played the position really well. Where I was a bit more of a, a bit more of a loose cannon all over the place. It's really funny you say that because obviously on the back of your book that you released, there's a load of quotes from former players, players you played against, and I mean, so Bobby Charlton and Sir Alex Ferguson. But on that, Pep Guardiola says you were the most complete midfielder of your generation. Zinedine Zidane says there was no better central midfielder than you in his generation. Javi says exactly the same thing. The most complete central midfielder is you whereas you think not at all I just made all them up I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no proof that I'm saying that <laughs> yeah well it was, of course when when you hear people say that it's nice isn't it these are these really were the best players Xavi and Zidane Guardiola was brilliant as well at Barcelona so yeah it's obviously nice don't you try and not what was your mindset playing against Sam playing against who Xavi Iniesta Zidane and Let's finish it. Yeah, <laughs> please get to the end unscathed. Yeah, yeah. they were brilliant, weren't they? It's, you know that that Barcelona team was. So it's just you shouldn't really go out thinking damage limitation, but you thought even in the team this, you was in, even the team was. Well, we thought we could score goals. We thought we thought we could yeah. win games against them, but I think the later teams that they had, the Guardiola teams, they were they were unreal, weren't they? That's just that Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets, Messi. Just everywhere you looked, it was just... Did you have a favourite opposition? Favourite opposition to play against? I scored a, go a lot of goals against Newcastle. I think that was a team I always felt. I don't know why. Love playing up there as well. It was a great ground, yeah. wasn't it? Great ground, great atmosphere. And for some reason, I, I seem to score a lot of goals against them. What about in Europe then? Sorry, Sam. Go ahead. Um, was it Barcelona or...? Yeah, you love playing in them stadiums, don't you? Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich at the time. Um... They'll just be a part of them games. They're massive games. The, the size of the clubs is just... You don't get any better games than that. It's, no. it's not always the most enjoyable, but you know, they're the big games you want to be involved in. You mentioned the new Camp. One of Manchester United's famous nights was there, but you had to miss out. 
how did that feel? What was it like watching the game from the stands? Yeah, it was all right. It was good. Um, <laughs> sat with Roy and Jim Ryan. Oh, you disappointed me. Of course you are, but you know, there's not a lot you could have done about it. I, I'd known for three or four weeks I, I, I weren't going to be able to play. I'd got booked against, I think it was Deschamps, wasn't it? Uh, he was a dirty player himself. You know, he so many kicks. And yeah. I think I tackled him and the biggest scream you've ever heard from him. And I thought, Jesus, what's wrong with you? I, I hardly touched you. So that obviously made the referee book me. Um, At that specific time, did you know? Yeah, I knew straight away. Yeah. yeah. Was it was it Roy King at the time he booked past and patted you on the head? I can't remember. I guess because he must have known also. Does it bother you now? Because that wouldn't happen now because they don't suspend players for the final anymore. Didn't know, didn't no, know that. If, you get, if you get bookings and stuff, if you get sent off, you won't play. Well, that's sensible, but isn't it? They, yeah. re- they don't yeah. count the bookings now so that everyone can play finals. Yeah. Well, that's just common sense, isn't it, really? For, to miss a game from, was it two, two yellow cards or three yeah, yellow yeah. cards? Across was it? five games or whatever it is, yeah, six games. Yeah, stupid, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, yeah. missed it then as well. Yeah, well, he was sent off, so he wouldn't have been oh, able... Gosh, yeah, so yeah. he'd still... He yeah. still would have missed yeah, it, so, but yeah, he did miss yeah. one. They tried to get his rescinded, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. and they said it was... Uh, which one was it? Which one did he miss? Yeah, uh, he missed... Yeah, because yeah. uh, the yeah. foul on... Was it Van, Fab, Fabregas? Yeah, Van Persie then scored a penalty? But it did, yeah, by it the time... It was, down, it was, yeah, yeah, it was like 93rd it was minute or whatever. Well, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a really good tackle. But yeah, they wouldn't have it. <laughs> How did you and Roy and Jim Ryan celebrate when Ollie put the goal in the net? Just jumped up, um, like everybody else did. Couldn't believe was Roy Keane a hugger? Were you hugging? No, I don't think <laughs> was I he don't. a hugger? No. <laughs> Probably <laughs> belted you. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Uh, I think you knew that when you asked that question. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> <you know. laughs> just wondering in that situation, is it? Uh, do you know what it's like? No, it's like being a fan again. I suppose you're just in the crowd like everyone else, yeah. going mad. It was, it was unreal. What was your relationship with him like? With Roy? Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I, I only asked because he did. Um, he did a he did a show with him and Patrick Vieira. And they had they went through it, and he had to put his his ultimate Man United team together, and he left you out of it. And Vieira said well, straight, straight up, no, 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 I, I, I know, yeah, cheers, Sam. Yeah, but <laughs> who did he put in front? It obviously, uh, wasn't that Paul good, then, was it? Vieira said straight away, oh, why he left him out? But he left out Gary Neville, he left out Paul, and he left out Ryan Giggs, and the guy who was doing the show said straight away, that everybody he picked was someone that'd fallen out with a manager. And the guy doing it had spotted that and said, why have, you, why have you left out Gary Neville? Why have you left out Paul Scholes? Why have you left out Ryan Giggs? And he said, no, no reason, but the players are, they're all good players. But you can't, and he said, you can't win anything with choir boys. And then Vieira said, I don't care. This is ridiculous. You can't have a football team that doesn't have Paul Scholes in it. Well, that's nice of him, isn't it? Well, that's nice of him. Yeah, did you, did you know that story before, Paul? No. <laughs> just here to boost your confidence I'm today. Not oh, yeah, it's cheers, a TV yeah. show. It's, <laughs> look, the, it's when freely available. When people name teams, oh, it's a matter of yeah. opinion, isn't it? Yeah. There's so many... Look, Amazing. We, we could sit here all day. We could pick 10 different teams. Yeah, the amount of brilliant players you played here. So yeah, I weren't bothered by it. No, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't I'm trying to cause trouble. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk about trophies. Do you remember winning the first league title? Your first league title? Not really, no. Um, I don't. Middlesbrough. <laughs> oh, was that the first one? Yeah. That, all right. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I do now. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, I didn't remember. <laughs> I wrote his book. <laughs> <laughs> you scored it you made it scored yeah. yeah where did you get the information from your book because you don't really remember it's, it's photos isn't it it's not yeah, it's, not it's, a just, book, it's yeah. photos with anecdotes that's it's why really good. you don't remember anything <laughs> exactly that's why I get the photo I can talk about the photo <laughs> which trophies do you remember the treble yeah um, some people like they remember the years and stuff I don't know what Maze is like but Gary Neville could say we won the league this year we lost the league like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a clue apart from 99 mm-hmm do you have recollection of certain games? If you ask me about one, I might do, yeah. Um, ask me about one. <laughs> Bradford. 
scored the scored yeah. the volley from the corner. What about that one? Do you remember that one? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he can remember the goal. He can't remember the rest. Yeah, of the remember game. the goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know what else. How happened. how rehearsed was that? I think we'd done it once or twice in the in the week leading up to it. Nothing. We never said we we're going to no. do it or anything. We just was so happened at the time that there was nobody at the box. I just I don't know if I just shouted him or just looked at him. I think I pretended to walk to the halfway line as if you know as if you're not interested. And started nudging my way back. Um, he was going to do it. I, I didn't even know he was going to kick it towards me, and he did, and caught it well. Who uh, whose idea was it to to practice it? Mine. Uh, I practice every day for shooting after yeah. the game anyway, and I always like to do some volleys at the edge of the box because they always look good when they go in. So. They do. Yeah. yeah, quite known for volleys. What do you think the the technique is? Why do you think you were so good at them? Don't know. Those feet. Yeah, I could Those kick feet, it like breeze I could blocks. Kick it hard. <laughs> yeah. They're as wide as they are long. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> wide as they are long. Yeah. Like breeze blocks. I was actually, that goal was second for goal of the season. I remember it that 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 what year. Yeah. Do you know what won it? Remember Paolo Di Canio? The uh, scissor yeah, kick. Yeah. And he did it exactly the day after. Oh yeah. Good joke, wasn't it? Probably didn't even get goal of the month then. No. <laughs> no. Not, not even goal but of the you, weekend. You did <laughs> win goal of the season, didn't you, for the volley against uh, Aston Villa? I don't know, did I? I think so. I just remember the one yep. I lost. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Do you remember the volley at Villa? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that you say you remember the one they lost. Do you remember the games that you lost rather than the yeah, ones that you won? Yeah, I remember some bad games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I probably remember them more than the ones we won, um, apart from the goals. Um, I remember one game here, Arsenal was terrible. I think we ended up, I think I went out Greaves scored a free kick later on, but yeah, you remember bad games. You remember losses more than... Mm. If you could go back and play in one game... What would it be? Not necessarily one where you've won a trophy, or is there just a game that stands out? A game that went well. Do you mean just a game that is really memorable that if you, you could, enjoyed? If you could relive, yeah. If you could relive, uh, scoring against City was always good. Uh, um, probably the semi-final though against Barcelona. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a great game. We, we didn't play that well. Obviously, we played up against a brilliant team, but we just did enough to win the game. So, can you remember your tackle on Messi? Paddle to, yeah, paddle to one. Yeah. <laughs> right. All day, I know. Yeah. It was him, no one. That's what I mean. That's why you don't like playing against people. I can go either way, you yeah. go through your legs. You just never ever. You can look at him all day long. You just don't know what he's going to do. You when know you did what? that, did you think? Yeah, I can't believe they didn't give it. That was early in the game as well. Yeah, right? no, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they scored. It's been yeah. a little bit different, wasn't it? What about the goal you did score in that one? Miss kick. Yeah, as you may as well tell you, it's. You know, if, if you kick a ball like that, sometimes you're going for the left-hand post really mm-hmm. to bring it back into the goal. But because I, I didn't really know what I was going to try and do, I just tried to hit it as hard as I can. And I think I started, it probably started at the keep and just drifted into the top corner. But it definitely came off the outside of my foot. I think everybody just assumed it was on purpose. Yeah, I know, yeah, but it wasn't. You shouldn't told anybody that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... But that's, that's how you... You didn't really pick a target anyway, did you? you? just... No, I don't think you do from 25 yards. See the whites of the goals as... Yeah, so you just hit it as hard as you can. It. And I probably... Do you know what? The miss kick, more chance of going in than, than when you yeah. catch him clean. What but, about a game in terms of atmosphere? Any game that you would go back to and relive? Whether it's intimidating or... What about you, Maisie? Galatasaray. Hmm. Yeah, you said that. See, I never played that. I was sub... Well, that was crazy, wasn't it? Jesus. Any game in Turkey was crazy, yeah, wasn't it? True. The, the fans are in you. there from yeah. two o'clock in the mental. afternoon, aren't they? Going mental, yeah. yeah. Eating the kebabs. <laughs> That's your kind of day, eh? Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was with them. <laughs> <laughs> 
suppose Liverpool games were ones as well, weren't they? The atmosphere. Yeah. Liverpool away, mm-hmm. I'd probably say. There's always uh, a few standing What was the first game you look for on the calendar? City. If always City, yeah. If they're in our league, yeah. No. Back to <laughs> that semi-final against Barcelona. Yep. Win it, Champions League final, this time not suspended. Do you remember much of that one? And did you have any feelings about it specifically because you'd missed out last time? I, th- I think people were making a big deal out of that one. Yeah, so Alex was talking about it quite a lot in the build-up, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, it was just the same one. It was just a, another game. It was, it was always a game I felt we could win against Chelsea. Obviously, um, by me, it made me a little bit different because they was a better team. But Ch- Chelsea were a good team as well. I'm around some players and they probably should have won it. And then with, with John Terry missing that that penalty. But no, it, it was great just to get a chance to play in the Champions League final. Um, Did you take a penalty in that? No, I'd come off. Went off the Ryan Giggs, right? Went off the Ryan Giggs, yeah. Um, Did you break your nose? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Was that the first time? Is that the only time you've broken your nose? That's the only time I've ever done it, yeah. It's Makaleli, right? It was his elbow, and then you got booked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird, well, though, because I, I went up for a header with him, didn't I? Yeah. He elbowed me in the face. I smashed my nose a lot. Yeah. the referee. He's giving me a yellow card. <laughs> How much more? Was it, was it difficult playing with a broken nose? Was it just because of, cause of the know, occasion? Was, you just I forget was about dazed, it? Yeah, I was dazed a little bit, but I think I came off like 80 minutes or something. So. How are you feeling when it went to penalties? I thought we'd win because we had Edwin. I thought we had some good penalty takers, and I. Would you thought the same with Big Pete? Yeah. Would you not know? No. What penalties? Yeah. I've never saved one in Dennis Burkamp's. Yeah. Good one to save though, wasn't it? Oh, it was a good save, yeah. No, I was confident about Edwin. Edwin massive, isn't he? he is, look, isn't just it? look at him in there. He's... Did you expect Ronaldo to miss? Because that was a season he just couldn't stop no. scoring. No. He's the last person you'd expect to miss, yeah. wouldn't you? And, no, we had some good penalty takers. And I, I always fancy us. It's probably the wrong way to look at it but sometimes I, I remember the day of the guy I was looking up looking at managers and thought I think Avram Grant was our manager yeah he was yeah I just thought I, I just can't see how our manager can get beat by a team that of someone like Avram Grant I just I don't see it yeah mm-hmm. he nearly did in the end but yeah. thankfully he didn't <laughs> yeah it was all perfect what was your relationship like with Sir Alex over your time at the club it was good was it a friendship or very much a manager and a player? I'd say a, a little bit more friendship towards the end. Um, but obviously, when you're, when you're a young player, when you're, when, you, when you're coming through, when you're trying to establish yourself, then no, it's never, you're never really friends, I'd say, would you? No. Um, it's only the last couple of years when I bought a couple of racehorses that he started talking to me and stuff, <laughs> apart from football. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we should talk about that, I guess would have been influenced by your relationship with Sir Alex is your return from retirement. How did that come about? Because we spoke to Ashley Young on the podcast about it and he said none of the players knew about no. it up until they saw the shirt. But he also said he offered you your squad number back. Is that true? He's left the club now, so you can say what you want. But I don't think he did. <laughs> I would have had it back. At, no. Um, no, I don't think he did. Okay. I liked Ash. I was a nice lad. Um, yeah. He obviously didn't like me really that much. <laughs> no, he didn't offer me. But um, what happened? I'd. Why did you retire in the first place? I just didn't feel great. Didn't physically, feel good. physically, I felt yeah. legs just. How old was you then? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five. Um, we had a game at Blackpool away. We were getting beat two 0 I just felt. I felt shocking. That must have been maybe the February, March time, and obviously my contract was coming coming to the end and. I spoke to the manager. Well, he, he got me and said, well, we want to give you another year. Um, I just said, look, I'll, I'll think about it, but I don't think so. I just, I'd had enough. I was just, 
and it weren't it weren't so much the games; it was the training as well. You know, and young yeah. you find when young yeah, lads come into yeah. training, there's people like Tom Cleverley and these young, quick players. Think, I can't even train yeah, with them, let yeah. alone let alone games. But it ended up that the games the games were probably the, the easiest part. It was a training you train with nineteen, twenty year olds, twenty one year olds. It's it's like every day you think, Jesus Christ, I can't even live with these, and then then you do start to worry about mm-hmm. the games, but. The games was like I said, pro- games were probably easier. The training was the hardest bit of the week. Um, what about recovering after games? Did you find that nightmare? Disaster. Two days after. Yeah, disaster for two days. When did you decide? Nah, I'm gonna go give this another go. So I, I had some time off. I've said I had my testimonial game, and then I came back in September. The manager wanted me to do the reserves with Joyce, um, and I weren't that bothered about coaches. I didn't really enjoy it that much. Um, so I just ended up training with him. Uh, and may as well tell you Joyce's training was the hardest training in the world and he, he probably had the fittest team it was like I say every single day you were running you were you doing stuff that was just so hard And so that was your worst nightmare then? yeah it was the worst nightmare <laughs> but I, ended up, I got to Christmas time and I felt as fit as a, I'd ever felt from Long being time. there for 15 years or something so yes. Warren Joyce has a lot to say and yeah he, he was a lot to do with it mm. um, and there was a game there I think they played Blackburn there um, around Christmas time, centre midfield was I think it was Phil Jones and I was either Rafa or Fabio de Silva, you know, yeah. the twins. Yeah. And so I want to play. I can't get into this coaching business. I don't really like it. Um, I was I'd have been thirty six then, so I'm I'm just going to come back and play. The, the, the first team was struggling. I spoke to Phil Neville and, and, and Gary Neville about it, and. I was nervous about doing it. I, I went to see Mick Phelan first. I think I got to a train around about seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I can't sleep. <laughs> what am I going to say? Um, I said, Mick, I, th- I think I'm coming back playing again. And I, at the time, I wasn't necessarily meaning for United. I just meant for anyone. Cause yeah. I, ju- I just wanted to play again because I didn't think you know, a club like this, last thing you need to, a lad who's nearly 37 and he wants to come back and play. And Mick, obviously, because the squad was struggling, the team was struggling, he said, I think it's a great idea. Go and see the manager. So, will you come with me? <laughs> Bring a few in with me, please. Um, so, again, nervous. I'm not sure how, it, how, how it's going to go. So, I wait for the manager to get in. This must be like eight, half eight in the morning now. I went to see him and said, Look, manager, I just want to play again. I feel I feel okay. And I think I actually said to him, said, Look, if, if you don't want me, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll play for anyone. And I think Phil was at Everton at, Everton at the time. And he said, Look, come and play for us if, if they don't want you to play. And I tell you what, within 30 seconds, he was on the phone to David Gill to sort a contract out. That was pretty graphic. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, and the rest of it, I, I carried on training training with the reserves after that for a, a week or so. And the manager says, look, we just won't tell anybody. We'll, we'll keep it secret. And I was due to play for the reserves against Newcastle, I think it was, on the Tuesday or Wednesday before we was playing City in the FA Cup. But it got called off, so I couldn't play. I ended up then, I trained with the first team on the, the day before a game, but still my coach's kit on and stuff, it was just like a... Yeah, you needed so none ex- of them were saying... No, it was like you needed an extra body and stuff, so yeah. I still had my PS with my, my coaching kit on. I, I, I trained with them on, a, on the... I think the game was on a Sunday, I think. Um, so I trained with them on a Saturday morning, and the manager said, just come to the hotel and act as if you're a coach, really. I don't know why I didn't want to tell. I, I don't know what the big probably big didn't want the spotlight on you, did you? Everybody, yeah, about, yeah, possibly. I remember yeah. Johnny saying actually that they were just like, yeah, we just thought he was getting on the bus yeah. and like yeah. coming to the hotel, and <laughs> nobody 
genuinely had a clue until well, the changing room. I think the psychology there. behind that secret is unbelievable lift for United. One of the most successful central midfielders of all time is going to play and a hammer blow for Manchester City to see your name on the team sheet. None of them would have gone. I'm not sure it was a hammer blow for them. <laughs> it was 3-0 up when I went on. It was 3-2 <laughs> so after 10 minutes against 10 men. <laughs> they were rubbing their hands. Also says a lot about uh, yours and Sir Alex's secret keeping. You're yeah. the people to tell a secret to. Didn't you play yeah. golf <laughs> together the day before? Haven't you said that? And you, you didn't know? We probably played the week before, yeah. We never met. It's a secret, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but the manager said, just come to the hotel and pretend you're just on the coach, come sit with the coaching staff, have a glass of red wine and stuff, uh, the night before a game. Blooded. Pardon? Blooded. Blooded. <laughs> <laughs> about till two in the morning. <laughs> what about your, what about your boots then? Somebody said that you just went to a local shop and just picked a pair of boots on. Yeah, I did. And do you know what, Johnny? It was your Johnny who spotted, um, I had to go to you know, DW in Oldham. Yeah. the retail part of where <laughs> I had to go and buy a pair of boots because I couldn't, we couldn't tell Nike. And the coaches' boots he gave us weren't, weren't great, so I had to go and buy a pair. I think they were 50, 60 quid or something. <laughs> so everybody knows, and I get to the ground, my, my, my shirt's up. I said, I knew it, I knew it. Danny Welbeck, I think, said, I knew it, I knew you was coming back, and you're still you're just embarrassed, aren't you? Is everyone looking at me thinking, yeah. what's he doing? Is he a <laughs> out? Why is he coming back? So I put my boots on, we go out for the warm up, and Johnny's next to me warming up. He said, Are they them cheap boots you bought? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean a 50, 60 quid though? He said, no, you bought the snide ones. Expensive taste, you see. Yeah. Bought yeah. the snide ones. <laughs> he said, yeah, you bought the snide ones. Um, they were like plastic. They were the same colours as the real ones, but yeah. they're just a little bit of plastic. Um, so Johnny, Johnny had, me, had me for that. <laughs> then the game happened, which, like I say, they had a man, so I think they had Vincent Company sent them. Yeah. Was it Company for that two-footed tackle? 3-0 yeah. up, yeah, against 10 men. And I remember warming up in a game match and David Platt, and he was like um, assistant manager, wasn't he? He's, he said, what What the f- are you doing here? You know, well, what are you thinking of? And when I was warming up, I was thinking exactly the same. What, yeah. what, what am I doing? <laughs> I could just be at home watching this. I could be sat in a pub somewhere <laughs> watching it. What, what am I doing coming here? Anyway, manager thought it was safe enough to bring me on at 3-0 up with probably about half an hour to go or something. I think he gave me first pass away. Aguero scored. <laughs> then they got another one. So he was hanging on for day life, really. But no, got through it. And I think we I started the next game thinking Stoke or something like that here. And that went okay. And you know, for the rest of that season, it was all right. I know City went on to, to win the league, didn't they? The last day of the season against QPR, that was that. That was that year when yeah, Aguero day. scored and we was up at Sunderland. That's right. I think we came off the pitch and they were, they were getting beat. Yeah. So that was disappointing. And then I decided to do the year after as well, which was, that was a mistake really. You think think, so? Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was gone. I was, I was knackered. I remember we played a, a game earlier in the season against Tottenham. Uh, I remember Gareth Bale just going past me and I thought, oh. I, I, we actually didn't play that bad. I think we got beat 3-2, but I... And I couldn't even kick him. I was that, I was that slow. I think I you've been a bit harsh. Gareth Bale has gone past a lot of people in his career. Yeah, no, but a lot of people have gone past me, but don't really carry on the books further. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't even that get that close him to yeah. to stop. And when you talk about recovery before, I remember the day after that they brought some like some kind of suits in, like a oh, like a big body suits. Yeah. yeah, that puff up all around you. And I, I remember being sat in that in an ice bath, and I was. I could be still be there now I would love to have stayed there but it just I, I felt so bad and that was really in the season I, I actually thought about then that going to see him and said look no this is this is this is going to be a waste yeah. of time um but I thought after what had happened a couple of years I couldn't really go and do that again it looks silly so 
I played maybe 20, 25 games. I was injured a lot towards the end of the season. So The good thing is a lot of people retire and think, oh, do I regret retiring? But as you have, you did retire and then you went back. And at least you knew then that, that yeah. was the end. Yeah, exactly. Rather than yeah. finishing and thinking, oh, what if? You know, I yeah. could be on the pitch well, in that game rather than sitting in the Are box. we confirming you're definitely retired now? <laughs> oh, maybe, you never know. Okay. It's not rolling out. There might be another surprise. A little bit more. You can do a job now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you, you're right there, Helen. I was, that second time, that's when you thought, I, I, I was quite sure the first time, but like I said, I just, when I went back training with Joycey and, and joining in every day, I felt, I felt so good, so fit, and they were struggling there, so. Did you tell your kids and wife, by the way? I was just going to ask that, yeah. Um, I told me, I would have told my wife, yeah, of course I would. Um, what did she say? I don't know. She's probably happy I was going to get more yeah, money again, yeah. she, yeah. How much are you on? <laughs> you said uh, the last year was a mistake, but was there something nice about one, you won the league, and yeah. also was there something nice about leaving with Sir Alex? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, that, that was a nice bit. Winning the league was, I didn't really contribute much that year, I, you know, towards the last six months of it anyway, which was. So winning the league was great, of course it was great for the lads that were there. Van Persie was brilliant, but it was I wasn't like overly pleased with the, with the year and thought, you know, when you win a league, you want to contribute, you want to be playing a lot of games, you want to be scoring a lot of goals. When you don't, it just doesn't quite have the same feeling. So we talked earlier about the number of players that talk about you as the most complete midfielder. Who was the best player you played against or with? Who do you, who do you see as the best player from your generation? Zidane, probably. But like, like we said to Maze before, when you, when you pick a team you play with, you could pick so many different teams. And it's the same who you play against. You, yeah. We'll talk about the Barcelona team, Xavi, Iniesta. Would you, get any would you have wanted to play in that team? Not Obviously, you wouldn't have wanted to left Manchester United, but if in another, anybody in another life, would you have wanted to? Yeah, any, anybody would. How could you not want to play in a team like that? It was, it was, it was the best team. It's probably the best team it's ever been. You know, I, I can't think of any better to be, unless you talk about Brazil national team from years ago. Or what, I don't know, yeah. but that Barcelona team was You struggled incredible. in the sun though, weren't you? Pardon? You'd have struggled in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play games at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd have hated that. Yeah. Okay. The amount of times I got left out because it was too warm. <laughs> the excuses you get. Yeah. <laughs> I got left out because it was too right. warm. Because of my skin, obviously, it was a little, little bit pale, <laughs> little and then ginger. too cold. Yeah, and too cold because of my asthma. <laughs> Some of the bull we had it was untrue. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Talking about um, retiring, then when you did retire, how did you feel, or were you just settled in yourself because you knew I've tried it again, I'm just going to be happy? Yeah, we well, said before. I, I just you knew then that that was the yeah. the real time. So the couple of years before, I, I thought I was doing the right thing, but obviously wasn't. And then that time. The second time, you know, you just know you just uh, physically, you just absolutely gone. You were drained. So, and what did you do every day when you retired? How did it feel knowing that's it? This is my new life now. Going um, to the gym every morning. Did you have anything planned? No, nothing. Because when you retired, you went into your coaching, and then yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Do you know what lads always said to me? Nicky and Phil and Giggs he said, "Make sure you get your coaching done while you're playing." No, no, I'm not that interested in it. But so, so once I stopped, I started doing all that stuff and. Even doing the lines, I, I didn't really enjoy it. I, I don't mind it now. Every now and again, it's okay. But I never, I never really got into it and thought this is going to be something I, I want to do for the next mm -hmm. 20, 30 years. I, I never felt like that. But some people do. Like, talk about Phil and, and Giggs. They obviously like it. Obviously, you also give management a go at Oldham. Yeah, and that didn't work out. Do you think you've closed that door now? No, I, I wouldn't say I've closed. I, I 
probably highly unlikely that I will again. But you, you never know. I, I enjoyed the time there. It was good working with the players. There was, look, there was a lot of problems and I need to sort a lot of stuff out. But the month was enough. It was just... <laughs> not the month was enough. It, it, it wasn't because I, I liked it. It was, yeah. it was different. Like I said, the lads were brilliant. You talk about lads being professional at a club where I didn't really have facility. I, I'd never seen anything like it. You, you, you couldn't get them home. It was like half past three in the afternoon. And even... Amazing. Yeah. When we, we were at Carrington, you you gone at half 12, haven't you? Yeah. All the facilities you yeah. had there. Yeah. These you, you had? Yeah, I'd done it. I'd get a car warmed up. <laughs> you also do a lot of punditry now. Yeah. Is that something you enjoy? There's a clip that goes viral probably every six months of you, I think, on BT Sport where Stephen Gerrard is talking and he goes, yeah, obviously I never won the league. And you smile. And you, yeah, you just sit back and smirk. And no, that, I, no, I don't even know I did that. It's just not natural. To, no, not so you see it afterwards. It's like, oh, shit. Do that and um, yeah. What about the Robbie Savage one? We called him a knobhead. Knobhead. Yeah. Yeah. Knobhead. Yeah. I didn't know it was on camera because obviously he's talking to the camera. <laughs> you've People also you've made blunders with live TV, haven't you, Maisie? Yeah, yeah, I've made a mistake. I've been yeah. there for a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> swearing, Maisie. Yeah, it's hard. Isn't it? I was on Norwegian television at the back <laughs> with Henning. Obviously, they're talking nerdy gerdy. Is that the one outside? It's yeah. filmed outside. Oh, and yeah. I went, Come on, any chance it's freezing? <laughs> <laughs> went, David, we are live. I went, yeah, yeah, good one. No, David, we are live. No, I, I do that all the time, though. I, I, no, I do. So, no one's just talking to the camera. What's he on about? Start, you start yeah. talking and saying stuff, and people in your ear all the time, and then, shut up, shut up, shut up, we're on. What about your um, social media? Because you never, well, right. as players, you never had that under Sir Alex anyway, really, did you? But you've got into the Instagram. Are you on Twitter? No. No. What was your decision on that? You just wanted to be yeah, I don't know. part of it? <laughs> Not really. I just uh, yeah, it's some funny stuff. I, I was just always looking at my daughters, Alicia's and Aaron's. Um, so I just thought I'd do it and have a laugh and have them. Are you enjoying that part of being in public life a little bit more? No. Or do you still not like it? No, I'm thinking of leaving it. Right. Okay. That's an exclusive here. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how do you get on with with people approaching you? Because I imagine it used to be autographs. Now I suspect it's selfies and stuff. Do you find that difficult? Because you you seem like such a shy guy. No, it's easy. It's the easiest thing to do ever to have a, a picture done with someone in it, I suppose. Shy? Yeah. Wait until you're out with them. <laughs> Nightmare. Well, so ice all over the place, is it? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's coming from Mesa. <laughs> Mate, I spent four days on a train with you. I think I could survive anything. I know, yeah. Oh, was that your trip to Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan. Yeah. yeah. What was it like? Um, he stank. What? <laughs> He wore far less clothes than you'd imagine someone would wear on a Soviet train. Spent most of his time just sat about in his pants. <laughs> Them big calves out. Yeah. Them big calves out. Yeah, constantly. Um, it yeah, it was, uh, do you know what? It was really cheery. It was great company. We had yeah. a wonderful time. Did you have a drink? Um, we did eventually. Yeah, but the, uh, the rules were that you can't drink on the train. And um, there was a few times where we crossed borders and stuff. And they would come and check and make sure there was nothing in the rooms. Honestly, yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy that kept doing. Maisie had a bottle of whiskey. He hadn't, he hadn't opened it, but he had one by his bed. Uh, I say bed. There were. Why did you have a bottle? Of like I know shelves. why. Do you take a bottle of whiskey? To bed with you? We also got given one as well, didn't we? That we sounds like there. a problem. That, doesn't it? Well, it was. It was. Well, we had four, day, three days. I could on do the with train. a bottle of whiskey in here. To heat <laughs> me up. And I bought two bottles of coke. So I thought, well, we'll just have whiskey and coke in our room. Yeah. Or no. our cabin, whatever it was. 
There was there was a Soviet well there was a Russian policeman that wanted a bribe from Maisie to let him carry on with the bottle. It was unopened, but just to take the bottle on the rest of the journey. Oh, yeah. And he kept pointing to it and saying, present, present, present. You give him out. Nah. No, he just laid there in his nah. pants and went, sorry, pal. <laughs> Eventually the, the guy got amazing. disgusted by the smell and left. Yeah. <laughs> we got away with it. Yeah. Right. We are currently sat, as we've mentioned, at the top of Hotel Football, which is a lovely hotel that you but part freezing. own. Yeah, it is cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's got heating problems, but it's a lovely hotel. No, uh, we are joking. It doesn't have heating problems for anybody wanting yeah. to come stay. It doesn't. It we've just turned it freezing. off because yeah. of the noise of the, yeah. the heaters for the cameras. And we are on the roof. Uh, but you joint own this with some of your best mates that you've won countless trophies with as a group regarded as one of the finest youth products in British football, if not world football. Some of the greatest players to grace the pitch of Old Trafford, which we can see in this lovely panoramic view behind us. And now you have all this. How do you rationalise that? How do you, how does that not blow your mind? Doesn't. Why would it? Just, just mates playing football together, weren't we, I suppose? Trying to win every game we could and trying to win as many trophies as we could. Now it's gone, it's finished. Move on to new stuff. Salford, I suppose. Salford as well, yeah. Um, was you there Saturday? No. No. Not ball Saturday. No, Salford's been brilliant. Gazzy's idea, Gaz and Giggs. Yeah. When they mentioned that originally, did you think it'd get to where it is now? Yeah. Where, where it got now, yeah. If yeah. it goes higher to League One Championship, then I thought, nah, not really. But where we are now, then yeah, I, I think it's possible. Um it's been difficult this year, don't get me wrong. It's The standard has been a, a step up and we've been a little bit inconsistent. But like I said, the first game, when we first thought about doing it, we went to watch them at home against Curzon Astra. I think there was 50 people there. You go to Saturday, it was sold out. 5,200 against Oldham. So the difference is, is brilliant and Premier League will be the dream in the end, I suppose. But yeah. is it? I think it will be possible, yeah. Every year when the FA Cup's on, is the dream to get to the third round and draw United? I think that was a dream at first. That's gone a little bit now because, you know, we're so interested in getting up the league. Yeah. Hand it's mad, isn't it? We're talking about teams resting, resting players yeah. for the FA Cup and the League Cup, the manager. Even we do it. You know, so if you go down to League Two, even we, we play the players who aren't playing. So that isn't priority now. It's obviously yeah. trying to get up the league. Maisie said we needed to get you on. <laughs> Who do you think has got great stories that would be a great guest? Nicky Butt. Yeah? All day, yeah. Great lad. Some good stories. Eventful career. Yeah, Nicky. All right, perfect. We'll get on it. <laughs> Paul, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk through your career. And um, I hope you enjoyed uh, doing the United podcast. Yep, thank you. Cheers. Right, that's it then. Uh, we've just finished our chat with Paul Scholes. He's now hanging around kicking a ball about because he's getting a lift back with David May. So we've got to be quick. Um, but I thought that was fascinating. Maisie? Yeah, as I said to you, he's, um, he's, a, he's a great lad. And as I said, probably the best midfielder to grace the Premier League. Helen, you obviously know plenty of footballers. I imagine they all come in different shapes and sizes. But for someone so insanely successful, so unbelievably humble. So humble. and It's unbelievable. He just takes everything in a stride, doesn't yeah. he? I think that says a lot about Sir Alex and bringing yeah. the team through and Eric Harrison as well. Yeah, he's just so chilled out, isn't he? Yeah. Bizarrely so. She took a leaf out of his boot. Boot. You're getting cold. It's so cold. Sorry, I keep mentioning yeah. it, but I am very cold. And I had three hours sleep last night, so I think that's probably adding to it. Well, it's absolutely freezing. So uh, we'll get off. Hope you have enjoyed listening to Paul Skulls because we've had a great time. Uh, we'll be back with an absolute belter next week, I promise you. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you are subscribed to the United Podcast and your 
favourite podcast place. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, unitedpodcast at mayunited.co.uk. That's utdpodcast at manutd.co.uk. Uh, leave us a review. That would be great. In the meantime, have a wonderful day. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.